Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello everyone and welcome to Talking Wealth. This is Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. I'm going to talk about iron ore today as I promised to somebody who wrote into our live show. Now I did talk about oil recently um, on on the podcast that was a few weeks ago, I think it was released. This time I'm going to talk about iron ore. Now I did promise I would also do a whole string of uh, topics on commodities. This one has been brought about because I'm quite passionate about iron ore and the mining companies that are involved in this, not from the perspective of what they're doing to the environment because I think they should be extremely respectful of the environment and that should always trump what they're trying to dig out of the ground. However, if they could do it safely and within the the environmental um, criteria that's permitting them to actually do the mining then it's a great thing for our country that we're able to get this resource out of the ground i mean australia has enjoyed a, an um an unbroken record really um economic growth over the past three decades has been fantastic for australia now we when we look at iron ore it's a huge commodity in australia not so much in the u.s if we look at the commodities that uh, traded on the U.S. futures market, we can see there that there are big um, agricultural um, futures there, as well as other metals that I'll go into at some stage down the track, and we're going to actually be talking about it on the show uh, t- tomorrow night. Now, this this will go live tomorrow. This podcast, I'm assuming, or it could go live after we do the Tuesday show. So you'll need to keep an eye out for the commodities session on the Wealth Within Live show. Now, the interesting thing about the iron ore situation is our relationship with China. Now, we actually provide more than half of the global supply of iron ore. Now, the miners have made an incredible effort since the GFC, increasing production, increasing their efficiencies, and and the, the amount of iron ore they've been pumping out has actually helped our economy come out of that GFC quite well and keep a healthy um, financial position. So that's been great to see. Now, China has actually been um, bringing the commodities into their country. So China actually consumes around 70% of the global iron ore exports. So you can see why our trade relationship is really important. Um, however, the government are obviously taking a bit of a hard stance at the moment in China and have not backed down, but they've started to indicate by what they did earlier this year with the Bali situation that they potentially could put the screws into us um, in terms of getting Australia to 
pull into line sort of thing and not side with America. But I don't know if that's going to happen. That's more political than I want to get into. I'd rather just stick to talking about the commodity at this point. So, But what China's doing is they've been stockpiling a lot of um, raw materials, including iron ore. They're also looking at creating an industry in Africa. So I think that's going to be something that Australia has to consider seriously down the track that this could occur. And it could occur anyway. I mean, if you look at China's expansion and their their growth and hunt for resources around the globe you can and purchasing companies as well to get that control, you can see that um, they want to be independent. And in actual fact, I, I can't knock them back for wanting that rather than being dependent on other countries to supply them the materials that they need. So I'd say in a way it was inevitable that they would start to do this. Now just imagine if they consume 70% of the global iron ore exports and they actually manage to stockpile a lot of raw materials, then they can have some control on the pricing in the market, you would think. Um, But that's a whole area of discussion for another podcast so what I wanted to talk more about was iron ore itself and in the next podcast I'm going to go more into the price chart this one it's important just to understand a bit about iron ore one of the things that I found fascinating was reading um, some of the books of the people the magnates that are in this industry and Gina Reinhardt was one of them that I read on and just hearing the history of her father and how he discovered iron ore in the Pilbara it's just amazing like those sort of opportunities you think well they were there back then it was an amazing time now um, it's not like somebody's just going to fly over the land and all of a sudden see that there's some there's millions of dollars of mining that could be money that could be made by mining the land so um, it, it's a t- an era that's sort of gone now but we've also seen that Recently, with the pandemic, I was wondering how all of this was going to affect iron ore. And we've seen the price of commodities, particularly iron ore, pushing higher just recently. Iron ore has been on a a long trend there. And I had talked about iron ore some time back, could have been over a year ago or last year, maybe um, early last year or the year before, about what my projections were for the iron ore price. And it's actually gone up to those levels recently. So We've, we've seen iron ore as the first Australian commodity which actually um, cracked $100 billion in annual exports. This is, the, um, this is data that's come out of the government from the government's latest um, resources energy report. So Australian exports for the metal have actually reached just over that um, mark for 2019-20 financial year. Now this just broke the record previously that was there um, of around 77 or 78 billion, I think it was, uh, which was set the previous year. Now, you know, this is incredible growth that we're seeing. We've seen huge share price increases in FMG, particularly. Um, BHP and Rio have also gone up in price, not so much. And I have raised my concern, and I think I talked about this on the show, live show this month, that. It's a concern that there are big gaps on the price charts of these miners because it signals the potential for the prices to come back to those levels. Now, um, BHP and Rio are huge companies able to withstand significant volatility in the share price and then recover. So long-term prospects for these shares, I think, are really, really positive. Long-term boom is underway, which you wouldn't know 
and and the conditions are questionable but it just looks like that's the case and it depends on what china then does but currently they're saying that the stockpiles in china have started to come down and they started to do that started to occur in around july so it'll be interesting to see what happens through the final quarter of the year into um, the end of the calendar year and and how that all progresses and i may come back at some point down the track and we can discuss this now there are different grades of iron ore and some of the miners have um, different exposure to the different grades of iron ore bhp and rio have historically had better grades of iron ore that they're mining Um, and fmg was in a different um, ballpark or kettle of fish there in terms of its exposure to particular areas now there are some small mining companies that have exposure to iron ore these companies i'm going to talk about in the next podcast as well so look i think you know it's an area that you really need to be into if you're in if you're in the market you really need to understand what's happening with the big miners because let's face it they occupy a significant weighting in our index so the top 20 shares they share um, have a significant influence on the market in terms of its overall movement now on the live show last week i also talked about the metals and mining index the world index and how the um Australian um, mining metals and mining companies actually occupy around 30% of the global index the the MSCI index and you can look up that MSCI index online metals and mining go to the S&P website there are also ways to look up the uh, constituents within that that um, the overall sector for Australian metals and mining so there is an index uh, on the S&P website, as I said, but you can also look up uh, different websites such as ListCorp have a, a running list. You can go and search for different stocks and you can look down to, through the indices because met, the big companies belong to the material sector. So the material sector on our market is where you would find stocks like BHP and Rio. You can also find a lot of other shares that you may not have even heard of. So it's actually good just to go and have a look at the constituents within that area of the market to understand it. But of course, it doesn't matter what the fundamentals are, what we talk about in terms of China, the iron ore price and where it's gone, the the volume of iron ore that's being exported, all of that is great and and you could sit there and analyze all of that but you still may not have a picture of what's going on without looking at the price chart and seeing how the iron ore price is moving and the trajectory that it's taking now when you study our courses you'll understand certain pattern analysis and price analysis and time and you can combine all of this together to work out a forecast for where the iron ore price is going so this is how i worked out roughly where the iron ore price would be over certain periods of time same with the oil price and it's reasonably accurate with the commodities the interesting thing though was the oil price i hadn't actually expected the oil um, the contracts to go to negative value uh, which that took a lot of people by surprise so so that sometimes there'll be huge volatility in the market and often and then the price can actually dip below or above where the expectation is for for that particular commodity so look I, i know you're going to enjoy further discussion on this so stay tuned next time I'm going to talk about some big stocks in the sector that have exposure to iron ore, some of the smaller stocks, as well as looking at the charts and and the projections for where I think the iron ore price is going to go. And and then we can look at some of the charts of the individual stocks 
in the next recording. So stay tuned. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.